You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. Today we have Joshua Otani here with us, and we're really looking forward to our conversation with him. Uh, Today we are going to be discussing uh, Joshua's recovery process, specifically with a resource called Men of Moroni. Men of Moroni is a resource through life-changing services. Joshua, can you introduce yourself to us? Yeah, sure. So as Creed mentioned, my name is Joshua Otani. I am 22 years old. I am from San Jose, California, so Bay Area. I served a mission in Taipei, Taiwan, Mandarin speaking. I have an older brother and a younger sister. And I'm a senior at BYU studying psychology and minoring in family life. That's fantastic. Josh, it's so great to have you on our podcast. And I'm so grateful for your willingness to share your story and to tell us more about men of Moroni. And yeah, this will be so great. Will you give us just a little bit of your backstory or maybe like what led you to men of Moroni and to this podcast? Yeah, sure. Maybe we can just backtrack uh, back to, to last June. So last June, I got back from my mission in Taiwan amazing but you know when I came back from my mission I I realized that pornography and masturbation which I've had an issue with probably since the time I was nine years old was still relevant in my life and so I kind of noticed that you know I, I definitely needed some additional help and support kind of from there I was able to start attending addiction recovery program through LDS services And just from there, it kind of just started like a snowball effect. I was able to open up to my family about kind of my struggles, you know, and and my history. Along with being introduced to the Breaking the Silence podcast, I I got to attend. uh, There's like a booth set up at BYU. I was able to get to know Reach 10 and Vana. And then from there, I was able to listen to more of the Breaking the Silence podcast and was able to listen to Weston Smith. He's on the podcast for Eternal Warrior Podcast, and that's with Life Changing Services and Men of Moroni. And so since this July, I was able to start at their program. Wonderful. That's fantastic. And I'm so glad that you found Weston. He's such a great resource. We were able to interview him not very long ago, and he's such a light. So that is so great. And way to, way to have the courage to reach out and get the help you need. Mm-hmm. It's always inspiring to hear people's stories about how they finally reached a point where they were able to get comfortable to get help from resources in general, but also be able to form you know, meaningful relationships around their recovery with family or friends. It's just always inspiring to hear, hear all of that. So I'm so glad you found all this good stuff to help you out. And so uh, where do you want to take it from here? What do you want to let us know about what you're learning from Men of Moroni? So I actually re-listened to Weston's podcast with Breaking the Silence. And, and this is a quote by him. It kind of introduces what I'm going to talk about. So he says, 
Recovery is so much fun and it's so invigorating. And a lot of times we think of recovery as trying to get back to normal or trying to be fixed. Like you're broken and you're trying to just be normal again. True recovery is not like that. True recovery is how do you become excellent? How do you maximize your mortality? How do you make every one of your 24 hours each day count for something? Because the adversary and the evils of the world are certainly trying to get you to do something not only bad, but just something else. Take that time to distract you. And so I really love this quote from Weston Smith. He kind of outlined some important things that I've been learning in Menomoroni. And that is of three things. Um, The first being safeguards, the second routine, and the third connection. Cool. I want to dive into those a little bit, but I love that you brought up that quote from Weston. That's actually what I remember most from that interview as well, is just his zeal and his passion for my life in recovery is so much more beautiful than like it used to be. It's not a return to who I was before pornography. It's uh, me becoming something better and more beautiful and like more whole, which I think is so beautiful. So how have safeguards helped you or what do your safeguards look like? So for me, I guess one thing we talk about a lot, you know, and this is over a lot of recovery programs, but it's a whole idea of honesty, you know, honesty with yourself, others and God, you know, if you believe in God and just getting to know yourself down to the detail, you know, where, where you'll be able to be honest. Someone in my recovery that's been very instrumental and very helpful has been my brother. He um, said to me in a text a while back, he kind of related recovery to training wheels, right? And all these safeguards that I set for myself. A lot of times, you know, like an outsider would ask me, like, you know, you're so strict with yourself. Like you have all these limitations, like just, you know, try enjoying life, you know? In the reality with recovery, if you're trying to start up, if you're trying to, you know, make some progress um, in your sobriety, but also with your like relations with everyone and yourself, you need to be a little strict. And so some things that I've been doing in, in terms of safeguards for myself is I have downloaded on my phone uh, something called Covenant Eyes. And it's basically something that helps to monitor my content on my phone and any of my electronic devices. It's been super helpful. Yeah, I, I guess just accountability with uh, my brother and just some other things that, you know, I do um, for safeguards is uh, having a screen time password on my phone, being honest with myself, and, and at least for me, an outlet to pornography in the past has been Instagram. So deleting Instagram, if, if you need to do that, uh, being honest with those temptations that are, you know, just a click away. Some other things, you know, basically with my electronic devices is just kind of setting that limit to, you know, 10 o'clock, for instance, for me. I need to be off my electronic devices, put it away. And also it's just very, it depends on like the, the location of where I'm using my phone. So no phone in the, the bedroom or bathroom. And yeah, so. I think those are awesome uh, ideas and ways to safeguard ourselves. Um, I totally understand that Instagram thing. I mean, you click on one attractive person that you see in like the the search area and then Instagram all of a sudden just wants to keep shooting you attractive people. And then it keeps can keep spiraling down if you're not careful. Things like that is so helpful to be mindful of and aware of and I think it's so wise to safeguard ourselves by removing apps 
that are just not helpful for us and being careful like that. So thank you for listing off those types of safeguards. Any other type of safeguard ideas or, or thoughts that you have on that? I think I just want to add something. I think what I really appreciated that you said, Josh, is that honesty has been maybe one of the biggest safeguards for you. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Being honest, you know, the the, the whole list that I just listed off, it's uh, personal to me, you know? Yeah. And so when it comes to safeguards, it'll be different for every person, depending on, you know, their triggers, the, um, just temptations. And you get a pretty good idea after being in recovery and after kind of going through, you know, the, the process of trying to just learn from your mistakes, learn from your setbacks, that you really get to refine this list of safeguards. Totally. So I, I don't want to make it seem to our listeners that, you know, life is going to be all gloomy and restricted after you set these safeguards for yourself, but uh, it just really depends on the individual. And so these are things that I know work in my recovery and have been keeping me safe. Totally. I don't remember who said this and I wish I could, but one quote that I've always remembered is that the greatest and most effective filter is the Holy Ghost or is like that guiding light in your life, right? And that like every other filter will fail. Like every other safeguard will fail. But when you listen to the spirit and, and often we have to use training wheels. I love that you use that analogy. Training wheels to help us tune in again and help us like get back on track. And once we do that and we, we develop that honesty with ourselves, we can really tune in, I think, more fully and have the true safety guard, which is God in our lives more fully. And I think that you are such a good example of that. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Josh, I want to know a little bit more about the routine that you've set up for you in your life. Yeah. So as I said, you know, with the safeguards, it's personalized, you know, to the person and the routine will be the same thing. You know, everyone has a different schedule every day and encounters different experiences. You know, it kind of just goes back to the whole idea that we are trying to become almost like a different creature. We're, we're in the scriptures in Corinthians, it talks about becoming a different creature, you know, through Christ. And so keeping that in mind, and also what Weston said um, in his quote, recovery is, is not only just getting back to the normal, but it's exceeding that. It's becoming your full potential. And so some things in, in my life that I've been doing in my routine every day has been, I, I guess the first and foremost thing has been exercise. I try to exercise every weekday, you know, and that really gives me, it gets me going. In the men Moroni, they call it flagpoles. If you remember back to elementary school, having to go out to the field and having to line up and, you know, your teachers would count you off. And we do that periodically, you know, like every few months. And that really helps, you know, everyone just to be kind of like on the same page and to, and be, and to be protected. And so they use that uh, analogy flagpoles a lot to kind of talk about when you are in vulnerable situations. So I guess an example for me, you know, when I would need to use a flagpole is, you know, we're, we're all, well, at least I'm taking a lot of online classes right now. And so I spend like, you know, five, six hours in front of the, the computer screen. And honestly, like I can have emotions of irritation and frustration after that. And, and so flagpole for me is just, you know, to get up, you know, get what my body needs. I'll go to the bathroom, get something to eat, maybe even just take a walk outside, get some fresh air. But it's being mindful of that. Is being mindful that my body needs that at the time. 
And so before I'd have like, I'd be in this cycle of, you know, I, I feel, I get, I have these emotions that are, are nagging at me, whether it be like frustration or irritation. And I turned to, you know, viewing pornography and masturbation. That was kind of like my go-to. But what Men Moroni has been teaching me is to kind of substitute that uh, with something more healthy, something more sustainable, you know. And so that's why I bring up exercise. Exercise, you know, um, whether it just be getting up, just moving, getting the proper amount of sleep, meditation, you know, these things. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's not like rocket science, you know, I'm not trying to like recreate something, but these are just some things that they really stress on is building routine that's personalized to you that works. That's fantastic. I love what you said about tapping into what my body and my spirit and like who I am really needs. Like instead of just channeling whatever, like the, it made me think the other day I was really frustrated at my husband and, um, and I realized that partway through our conversation that I actually wasn't mad at him at all. I was just scared of some changes that were happening in my life soon. And that was hard for me to admit that it wasn't him, but it was me. Right. But then I was able to be like, Oh, what I actually need is to acknowledge all of these emotions that I'm feeling not to change you or whatever. And I know that's kind of a silly example, but I think that so often there are triggers in our life or like moments in our life where we're feeling emotions or we're just like sick of doing the same thing we've been doing and we need to mix it up by going on a walk or um, like all of these examples that you gave and, and soothing those those feelings in hopefully a healthy way rather than just going back to what is natural or the unhealthy thing. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Our bodies are so connected to our minds and spirits. Um, if our bodies are agitated or frustrated or we're lacking in some need, I think we're definitely more susceptible to unhealthy behaviors and it can just take uh, just take some practice to start instead of going towards those coping mechanisms, just taking care of ourselves and getting what our body needs so that we can help our mind and spirit then make decisions about how we want to use our, our sexuality healthily. So do you have any other thoughts on self-care that you might practice to prepare yourself to live every day? Yeah, I mean, ultimately for me, you know, just through a lot of journal writing and meditation or through that process of being in, in Men Moroni, they, they really teach you to really track your emotions and figure out those those instances where you will feel agitated or feeling a little bit off. For me, you know, that's been a huge issue, I guess, just growing up, just with the need to always kind of have this one face in front of everyone, especially starting with like my parents where they would kind of, I don't know, expect me to always be happy. And if I ever frowned, they'd be like, oh, what's wrong? Like, we want you just, we just want the best for you. And, and so I kind of like bought into that and would really, you know, suppress a lot of those emotions. And so through this process, there's going to be, you know, some emotional trauma, those emotional scars. And so one of the things I've been learning this past year after since coming back from my mission has been learning about my limitations, learning when I need to say no, learning to not be a stepping stool for other people all the time. On my mission, something that I used to cope with my stress and everything was just to work harder. And, you know, that, that's, just, that's just a lie that I've, I've bought into. I actually have a blog that talks a lot about self-care. 
And I started talking about just things that I've been doing in my life, such as treating yourself every week. <laughs> this could be as simple as just, you know, going and getting some Chipotle at the end of the week because you deserved it and, and not suppressing being kind to yourself because a lot of times we're just too focused on others. And of course, we want to serve other people, think about other people, but we also need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those ideas. And I love treat yourself. <laughs> I think we all need to treat ourselves more. Um, and, and you know, not overindulge in that either. I think that that can be a tendency too. But at the same time, moderation in all things brings balance and being able to, to breathe and give yourself space and, and reward or, however you want to look at it. That can be so, so healing. And the third thing that you brought up was connection. And I would love to know what you have learned about connection in regards to your recovery and from the Men of Moroni program. Yeah. So like I said before, uh, accountability um, is huge when it comes to recovery. And, and for me, the best example I can think of is my brother. Something I do with him every day is I'll send him a text message, like a thumbs up, thumbs down, notifying him the day previously how my day had went. And that accountability to have someone who is close to you, who cares about your recovery, has been life-changing. And so I've been, I've been doing that with him for the past you know, few months, and it's honestly helped so much in not only with increasing my days of sobriety, but also helping me just to be open with what's going on in my life. Kind of goes back to those emotions we were talking about, not to let them bundle up, but instead be able to, to share that. Some things that I've been learning in, in terms of in the Men and program is they'll keep me accountable to, I guess, to the goals that I set for myself. So one of them is the accountability with my brother. And another goal that, you know, they recommend that we set for ourselves, which I've set for myself, is to every day, I guess, in my prayers, to include opportunities to serve other people. And that's really helped me to kind of think outside of myself. The nature of pornography addiction, it's very selfish. It's very looking inwards and what are my needs, you know, trying to satisfy those. But something they encourage us to do is we're not, you know, only reconnecting with ourselves, but also with others and, and with God, you know, so including everyone in the, in the circle. So every day, you know, like when I pray for those experiences to serve other people, it's, it's been miraculous. I've, I've been able to have a lot of instances, you know, where I'll be able to serve someone in, in the smallest way, but uh, it keeps me focused on, on others and, and not only focusing on myself. That's wonderful. I really like what you had to say about connecting more with your brother I share that similar experience. When I found Reach 10 and learned about the power of vulnerability and sharing our real selves with others, I, I learned of that power of connection that I was finally able to establish more so with my brothers as well once I opened up to them and included them in my life and my struggles. It's just like so nice to know that there's people who know like everything about you and still love you, still are there for you. It's so reassuring and your self-esteem just like is awesome. So I would recommend if anybody uh, doesn't have a relationship like that, say hopefully get some, you know, and uh, the power of vulnerability and connection is, is really powerful as well as really like your thoughts on service. I'm sure that that would help a lot as well. 
I love that example. And I think coming back to something you said a little bit earlier, that it's important to have boundaries and not just like be walked on and like stepped on all the time. And it's also important to not make it all about you, right? And and that's kind of the paradox <laughs> is that as we lose ourselves appropriately, we find ourselves, right? And I loved what you said. And I think that's so interesting because so often the bad habits in my life are very self-centered and they're just about like fulfilling my needs. And when I choose to instead look outward and to serve to fill those needs, my cup and someone else's cup is full. That's how I feel after. And that's so beautiful. And I think that's so accurate. And of course, like I've had to learn just like you, Josh, how to say no. (laughs) Like, Like there's a time and a place and I can't serve with an empty cup, right? And so making sure my cup is filled before I try to just keep going and going and going. But the joy that comes as I don't just focus on me. So thank you, Josh. And and way to just put that so beautifully. Josh, so what has life been like now that you've been working on your recovery for some time and learning all these tools and skills with Meta Moroni, practicing all these routines and self-care and other parts of your recovery? How has life changed for you during this time? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it's it has been life changing, you know, that this last year since coming back from my mission, I was at the point where I'd be having relapses almost like daily. And I'd just be so fixated. I'd be so fixated on, on my issue. And it seemed like, you know, a hole that I, I couldn't dig myself out of. But since starting my recovery, really being intentional with the things that I've been learning in um, both in Menomorona and and on the podcast that I've been listening to and, and through connecting with other people and through doing the safeguards and, and the routine, it's really changed my life in that I'm not so fixated on, on just my issue all the time and I'm becoming a, a different person, someone who is intentional with everything I do. From the time I, I wake up, I make sure that I have a good workout. I come back and I make sure that, you know, I feast on the scriptures and prayer and connecting with God. And then just throughout my day, I'll be, you know, looking for opportunities to like serve other people. Um, I take that also to the my work and just through all my online classes, class discussions with other people. So there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely, you know, momentum. I think that's a huge thing in recovery. It's, you know, everyone has a different story, but you know, as long as you build up some momentum, whatever it may look like, everybody's recovery story is going to look different. But if you're, you know, looking to change, if you're looking to become a better, you know, version of yourself, Mena Morona has really helped me. That's fantastic. Josh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners as you wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I just like to kind of refer back to uh, Dr. Adam Moore, who was on the Breaking the Silence podcast. He kind of related recovery to the rocket ship analogy, how we need, you know, all this gasoline and all this momentum and power, you know, just to break, you know, through the gravitational barrier of the earth. That has been my story, has been this last year through being intentional and through caring about recovery and caring about getting better and just becoming a better person and connecting with myself, others, and God. It's been worth it. Another thing is, as Creed and Cashel have been telling everyone else, is to reach out. Reach out if you're, 
if you're struggling and don't know where to start. Uh, there are a lot of really good resources out there through Reach 10's website and, you know, a lot of podcasts, books out there and programs such as Menomoni. And so definitely, if you want to start on this journey, there's definitely help out there. Amen. There is so much help and hope and joy and resources and people who want to connect with you, no matter who you are, where you're at. Couldn't have said it better myself, Josh. That's perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story and for sharing these incredible things that you've learned through Men of Moroni. We are so grateful for you. And Josh has some resources for us. We'll attach those in the show notes online and on our social media. So check those out. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.